Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another KG, good to say that, another KG, Fifth World Wildcat and Doc podcast. It's been a while. Wildcat been traveling, I've been sick, Doc been traveling too. Both of them been traveling around the world, I've been not traveling. Gentlemen, yeah. as we do a Facebook Live for the first time in a while, let me put the camera on you. Yep. Wildcat, how you doing, sir? Little tight, little, little travel weary, but I'm okay, standing tall. Doc, how about you, sir? Same trouble word, but hey, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right in. And I'm just, fellas, indulge me for a moment. If I may, I'm going to get this off my chest real quick. It's been weeks since this has been discussed and rumors are flying and swirling around, etc., etc. I'm going to make this very clear to everyone listening out there in podcast land, and, and we're going to share it and put it on Facebook. We're doing a Facebook Live, etc., Wildcat, Doc, I am a University of Houston graduate. I did not, do not attend the University of Tom Herman. Are you writing a check? Nor did I attend the University of Kevin Sumlin. Are you writing a check? Nor did I attend the University of R. Bryles. Are you writing a check? Or Tony Levine. Are you writing a check? So let me say, I say that to be clear. May coaches come, coaches go. I'll still be University of Houston alum. The sky is not falling. If Tom Herman goes to LSU, USC, Texas, wherever the hell he wants to go, or he stays at University of Houston, I will still be a University of Houston alum, and I will still write my checks to University of Houston Athletics and the Business Center. Well, that you just so, the there we go you right there. So, everybody ain't writing the check. You got something to say. I got something to say. I just said it. Thank you for that. So let's get into it. Doc, yeah. we're going to just jump around. we got a big game coming up Saturday on the hill. You Talk about it, please, sir. Yes, uh, Southern University is coming to Prairie View. Last year, Prairie View went down to Southern. It was Southern's homecoming. Southern doesn't usually use blue. <laughs> well, you know, Doc, you know what they, they say about scheduling homecoming. But they, they were too sharp when they decided to schedule Prairie View. And Prairie View was hungry. Prairie View went down there and beat them up. But this year, Southern is coming in undefeated. 6-2 and two overall, 6-0 and oh in the conference race. They are running neck-and-neck neck with Gramlin. Gramlin State Tigers are also 6-0 and oh, as they are trying to get it done. Gramlin is 7-1 overall. So they're trying to make the Bayou Classic between two undefeated. But it sounds like the Panthers have some other thoughts as they get prepared to see if they can give Southern their first loss. And then sit back to see if they can get Southern maybe to defeat Grambling and have a three-way tie and then see what happens. And somehow they might find their way in, into uh, Houston for this SWAC championship game December 3rd here. Judgment so day, judgment that's day. a big matchup. Southern is loaded on the offensive side of the ball. Running back in our artillery since the last time we talked has become the all-SWAC leading rusher. Uh, so he is getting it done. Austin Howard, the quarterback there, is very solid. For example, in his last game, he did 18 for 33 for 226 yards. Uh, he did have an interception and has thrown some, so people are kind of concerned about how he's played there. You got Willie Quinn, which is versatile, very electric running back. Many of y'all probably have heard of North Carolina NT and their running back. Uh, and the reason I bring it up, because Quinn is similar in terms of height, his ability to move. Uh, get it done. He... 
plays more in terms of special teams, sometimes out of the backfield, but really more of a wide receiver uh, versus um, as you see over there. So that's those are some of the ideas you want to do. And then they have a tight end, Randall Menard, who's been playing some big-time football. So this is very explosive. Offensive line, uh, an offensive team with a solid offensive line, but they've had some concern on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, you can put some points up of them. You can move the ball on them. They're kind of bending up, but don't break. But the question for Prairie View is the fact is that they have, since the last time we talked, changed quarterback. Green went down with an injury. He has the ability to play to some degree, but Morton has come in. And one, so they're going with Jalen Morton, it looks like, this Saturday as they won a very nip-and-tuck game, had having to come from behind, actually down 14 nothing, scoring 10 points in a couple of seconds before the end of the half to make it a ball game going in the half as they were losing 14-10. But they've done like they've done much of the season, particularly at home, and just really shut down teams and put up points in such a way that they won that game 31-27 to shut up. To, to create this big time matchup, the stadium will be full, fifteen thousand. Uh, you'll probably get an announcement tomorrow. Definitely by Wednesday, a sellout crowd. Uh, Southern is going to do their part in terms of bringing a huge contingent. So oh, cool. Prairie View needs to make sure <laughs> if they don't want Southern to take over the stadium. They need to buy their tickets. But some people were disappointed this past weekend against Alcorn, as there was a little over or a little under six thousand. I'll say like that in terms of the crowd there. Wow. First time they hadn't sold out this year. And I think coming off a of home, coming to travel, and then getting prepared for Southern, uh, you've seen that. But uh, you'll see a full tailgate, tailgate for festivities going on and big-time matchups. In- including you, sir? Oh, yeah, I'll be in the house. Uh, as you've seen, probably some have seen on Facebook, I'll be in the suite. I've kind of spoiled myself this year. Uh, we have shirts that I gave everybody in the suite just thanking them for – uh, coming up there and getting it done, uh, called, uh, Welcome to the Sweet Life. Uh, look, no, um, as you see in Las Vegas, the little sign that says, mm-hmm. Welcome to Las Vegas has yes, that. Right. Uh, and it says, Sweet Life, in terms of meaning those that are participating in the suite. So we've had fun with that, and a lot of people are excited about what's going on there. So I will be in the house in the game, won't miss that one. It should be a very electric, very exciting game. The other thing is we're talking about some HBC football before we break down that game is the fact that really what's been intriguing in a lot of ways is just how difficult the West has been when you have two teams undefeated, as we talked about, Southern and Grambling at 6-0, Prairie View right behind them at 6-1, and but you have uh, in the West three teams, four teams really with three wins. Alcorn and Jackson State tied at 3-4. and four. And then you have Alabama A&M and Alabama State right behind them, behind one game, if you would, three and five. So it's just like a feast on one side and famine on the other in terms of those matchups. Quickly going into the MEAC, there's two teams. We don't have to go really deep into that. They happen to reside both in the North, North Carolina talking about the elections. I guess they're having their own form of who is the best North Carolina uh, football program there in terms of that. They won't go to the ballot box, but they'll go to the gridiron as it'll be decided the week after next. So that's a big one as it looks like both teams will go in that game undefeated as both of them are 6-0, and uh, just waiting to see what they're going to get done. And essentially that will be a de facto MEAC championship game because whoever wins that will go to the Celebration Bowl and face off. 
what a lot of people are looking at and trying to quiet, not get too excited because a lot of football to be played. But you could have the point, if you would, that you would have a Grambling and North Carolina matchup, which means Broadway, who previously coached at Grambling, y'all remember? Yeah. Yep. He's now at North Carolina NT, so in a lot of ways, people wanting to see that rematch, so they have a lot of talking points. Uh, plus, both teams are really exciting to watch. Uh, you talking about a very potent offense in Grambling State and a very potent defense in North Carolina T, but both teams have exciting offenses and defenses, so uh, you couldn't miss that. Thing that could upset the Apple Carter Southern. Southern can go to the SWAC championship game, APR, so they can't go to the bowl game. So in that scenario, what most people are thinking of is the fact that if they do it like basketball, the team that goes the furthest, which be de facto the East team, uh, would automatically go to the celebration bowl, which means you could have a team from the east side with the losing record. Uh, Last thing I would add there, that actually happened. Uh, SIAC championship uh, game. Yeah. You have Kentucky State Thoroughbreds coming in at four and six that don't, oh. versus the Fort Valley State Wildcats coming in at four and six because the two proverbial favorites literally lost. Uh, Tuskegee lost a couple of weekends ago. Okay. But this past weekend, Albany State lost. To make things even more egregious, just to really complicate some facts, is Tuskegee needed to play 10 games, so they're not playing the championship game, so they didn't do that to qualify the playoffs. They are a top-ranked team to play in the playoffs. AD didn't get it right. We'll put it that way. Some people are still trying to figure out how that happened. Mm. Well, they at least tried to figure it out from the standpoint that they had made an agreement with Albany State and Fort Valley State, whoever lost their game. They would come back and play the following week so they could get in at least playing 10 games. That, and they would go there so they'd get an extra home game, could make some money. Albany State lost the game. Then came back and said, never mind, we don't want to do that. So now Tuskegee is looking for another opponent. There's some... Rumors out there that they're looking at Virginia State, who did not make the CIAA championship game, which will be a rematch, uh, which will create Winston-Salem State coming out of the Southern Division versus Bowie State coming out of the, the Northern Division. Great matchup. Both teams playing some good football. Uh, and Virginia State is vying for a playoff bid. So it's kind of would work out in an odd way in a lot of ways if that matchup would face up. Certainly both teams could use the number of games needed to qualify, and you would think between those two teams, whoever would win would get the bid, if not both of them. But that just kind of circles back and give you everything in a nutshell uh, what has been going on with the chaos to the HBCU sports scene. And I think we covered it. The only other one i give you out there, I guess, is uh, Tennessee State. They were ranked top 25, had a tough loss, but they bounced back last weekend. So um, they have one conference loss sitting at 6-3, but they bumped out of top 25. This week, North Carolina Central did get into the top 25 as A&T is in the top 25 as well as Grambling State. So you have three HBCU programs in the top 25 after uh, 10 weeks of football. Well, okay. All right. Well, okay. Doc, before you, before you come to me. Oh, no. Okay. I, I want to give you a chance to uh, retort. Uh, one of our loyal listeners and uh, talk about the Longhorns winning these last two football games. And I don't know what's going on. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't. I don't know whether because they, the defense is still not doing that job. You know, they're not finishing games. They, they're getting – see, the, in the game Saturday, they got two plays where, for whatever reason, they got the right push. They get – 
Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they got lucky because instead of uh, defense forcing the action, they just basically reacted and got and somebody came over and helped and got that inter- got the interception in the end zone. Well, this has no bearing on what happens at the end of the season because old money has made a decision, and old money at UT is old money, and they are they they're the ones that's, that's that's pushing things right now. When decisions were made four or five years ago, early on uh, toward the, the end of, of Max uh, uh, Rain as, as coach. Young money was making was 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 making the making the push. They made some changes. AD, president, uh, they was in the process of making a president change. They made they had made a lot of border regions changes, uh, and, and that's what moved some things along. Uh, they still got some issues and all as far as what they want to do with the uh, with the uh, uh, basketball arena, but they got to do it soon, and because that's still on the table. Right? They have yet to do make that decision. And I think that's going to come up on them a lot quicker than they want to. But right now, we all, the three of us sitting here and our listening audience, we all know at UT it's all about football. And that is is where they are. And so you're saying it, it doesn't matter where he finishes, done. No. <laughs> so they going to fire this man so after so a winning so record. Done. $25 million is what I was told that, you know, to, to, get, things, to, to get some things done. To make a, uh, you know, move one out, bring one in. So that, that means buyout. For coach strong, and then what's left goes to the new coach. Yep. And how not, they get? How not they, that he necessarily necessarily has a ability to have a winning record, but they have West Virginia. I mean, they have yeah, West Virginia. That's a loss. That's a loss. Kansas, they should win, so they're sitting at back at six and five. TCU, they can go either way, but even at seven and five, he's gone. Oh yeah, he needed to do nine. That don't make no sense to me. I, I just, uh, we don't, it's, it's, the three of us in the head, we make logical decisions when we come to, the, because we've already had. No, I'm not saying it, that it, your sources are, I'm it, just saying it doesn't make sense. I, I know. It I, and it, it doesn't make any sense to me because actually, just like here in town, they want to make a decision in the middle of the season. And ADs and presidents now are looking at, you know, whoever the money person is. Whoever the border regions are, whoever the, the fan base that's, that's, that's pushing, that wants to push things, how can you, on a college level, you can't make them end the season decision because that upsets your apple cart in recruiting. Yeah, and when you know. change, when you change that part of your the, the system, of they, recruiting, they will reckon the day if he finds a way to finish in seven five, I'll go on the record. They will ruin the day. They fired a coach with a winning record. And I will agree with that. And I will push that because of two major factors. What I just mentioned about recruiting. And two, this is something that he needed to do when he got there. There were no Sunday players get at, at, at UT in uniform. Start. They have Sunday players now. They've got, a, from what I was told, they've got an average of 20 to 30 scouts. He knows either sitting in the press box or at least coming by on a regular basis looking at talent because of what they have there now. The coaching staff has to grow because he just brought these two guys in, two, the, o, the OC guy, uh, and he has to keep his quarterbacks healthy. 
his offensive line is still, you know, up and down, inconsistent. And on a college level, you you've got to have a strong offensive line. We all saw that this weekend with with uh, LSU and, and Alabama. If you can't keep folks off your quarterback, you're in trouble. See the Florida State all all year long. You know, and I still go back to that game that See I against U of H. It, and and that what told a lot to me. That watching that game up close told a lot to me. They didn't have offensive linemen that was keeping folks off the quarterback. I will go on the record and say seven five. He's, he gets another year. Say that again. So I want that on the, on camera. <laughs> I will go on the record. If he goes seven five, he'll get another. He'll get another year. And who are you, sir? Doctor Kenyatta Caville. And where, and where can folks find it on the internet, sir? Because we're going to sign off uh, Facebook Live in a second. Dr. Kenyatta-Caville, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. You can find me at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. I'll give you what you need to know. I hear you, Doc. And you are, sir. I have the fifth one. I have the fifth one. One thing they cannot argue with is Deontay Foreman. He's getting it done. Doc, I'm going to tell you something. That that said a lot about where they are with finding with with guys that are are on the bench. Deontay was, no, he's been there. But this weekend, this past weekend, he made some moves straight up the middle. Didn't go sideways. Didn't get. Didn't go left to right. He's he been playing he, big, not just this week. He's been playing but, big but, the last four or five weeks. But, but even when they lose a couple of games, he's been putting. But in Saturday, work. he basically put that offense on his back and just and just, and just carried them to the promised land. Because no question, it's, that and I don't know whether it's because the defense now is having to be forced to be on the field a lot more than it was when he was at Louisville. Because remember now, he's from a pro style. Offensive, what he was running back then. Now in this conference, he's having to speed the ball up. You know, quarterback either plays up under the center, and if he does, it's three step and quick. He's quick rushed for fourteen forty six for the season, two hundred six. Hey, averaging seven a carry, thirteen touchdowns, and he's getting it done. We're gonna, we're gonna no, sign on Facebook no, Live and nobody audio, else. and nobody else. You know, because right. it, it, yeah, that, that is true. Yeah, nobody else. It is all him. It is all him. Uh, <laughs> There's no the, question about that one. I will that's, not argue with that. They are still inconsistent <laughs> at, at the quarterback position. Yes, but they've somewhat so, uh, solved it. Yeah, more, he's, more he's so, looking it, like he's hitting the backside of his freshman. You know, and I think it's because Deontay uh, 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 has has found his stride, and now defenses are starting to have to play them a lot more. Straight up, instead of just pinning their ears back and just and just rushing, and because now they look like a t- an offensive team. The only thing that it, that bothers me, the same thing that bothers so me with A and M, they've got top they've top got to find a way of, of of stopping folks late. He they just West cannot Virginia give up. At home. Well, That's a tough. Game. I know you want to. I know you're ready now because I've seen that. I've seen that name because A and M, they just giving up. Their defense is just not finishing games. I mean, literally. Because what happened Saturday against Mississippi State. When One they got thing to, I will give you credit for, I want to make the statement before I forget it. You, you, you didn't do it on camera? <laughs> you, you, you didn't do it on camera? Yeah, I made sure I put it on camera. <laughs> I didn't say I was going to put it on camera. I'm going to put it on the voice. If they can't figure that out. Oh, man. Okay. All right. You said the Big 12 will not expand. And it came out like and a boulder, and I was – Quite I know you thought. I know you thought, thought about no, it. No, I just thought they looked like idiots. You and, know, and, you, and, and you've been saying it. 
but, but, and they still look like idiots. And the uh, you know, and, and I think it's unfortunate from the standpoint that you not just University of Houston, but that's obviously one I'm most familiar. With. Well, oh yeah, but you're talking about a university that really has put in a lot of work to get it done. Yeah, they beat the back doors to get it done in terms of the politics with the other universities they had all that and ultimately this decision was really not made by the big 12 presidents it was made by the networks and i just thought that was odd uh and i had never counted on it i'll be frank with you that the networks would uh, make a move in that framework and that really threw everything off and i just think it's quite uh, ironic for lack of a better word that um an institution, in this case, University of Houston, yeah. could do all that work and do what's mm-hmm. necessary because you always talk oh, yeah. about schools should do this, they need to do this, and you find an institution that finds a way to to get it done right? pretty much from what we've seen previously of what it takes to get expansion. And then all of a sudden you get this new framework that comes to the table, this new case study where the networks actually came in and said, no, thank you. Well, let me, we'll let, give you the money anyway. Let I me was, backtrack just a little bit. Not much money, though. Not true. Uh, let me backtrack just a little bit. From football media day in the summer to the basketball media day, was well, two weeks ago? I think it was. Does he keep his job? Now, y'all, no, no, does the commissioner keep his job? That's what I want. Now, to I, I never got that to. answer. I'll be honest with you. I never got that answer. Well, because well, what does your gut say? You just told me what. You, I don't think he Charlie does. Strong and. I don't think he does. Are you talking? Because we talking about Bosby. Yeah, Victoria I don't Bosby. Does I don't think so. That's what the listener want. All this other stuff they want. I don't. I don't does think so. Does he keep his job? I don't think so. And if he does, the reason it happened is because some schools that I hadn't. You don't have a camera up, but I'm gonna go on record with this one too. I'm agreeing with Wildcat. He gone. And all the reason, and all the reason I say it's so I got I'm, one staying and one going. If they hit, then that's obviously one contingent on the seven. I, I, I hadn't contended on two schools. Being against any expansion whatsoever, no matter on what level, whether it was about money or schools coming in. And I can't say who these two schools is because of where I got the information from. But the sad part about it is they are in favor. Those two schools are in favor of holding on to Bosby because he's doing what they want want them to do because it, 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 you got to have I thought was, I think it was eight. I think it was eight schools that you needed to. Uh, eight schools had to agree. The, the, eight schools had to agree. Yes. And those two schools never spoke up until it was time to get to the meet. And I don't know. I, they didn't even vote. Yeah, the see, president didn't even vote. They didn't even vote. I, that's I, why I, all that talk to me is just superficial. I didn't, I didn't figure because I, people can put up whatever they want in terms of. What they want, whether which side of the market they're trying to look good for. At the end of the day, it wasn't about the presence. The decision was made, as I said, from the executives of the media office. And that's reason. And so I can't, once that came down, they looked really they silly looked, because they couldn't even make a decision based on whether they wanted or not. You will never know what the vote would be. And... So I don't need. I, I, don't, I, it's, I think it's dangerous to even suggest well, what people would do because people can always hide by behind their decision, saying, "Yeah, I wanted it," because now you you don't have to force the hand to right. see what they're saying. So I don't. And that's the sad part about the whole thing because it could have been 
resolve. They 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 didn't actually didn't need to go to a meeting. They didn't. They could have done what they did over the phone. Says we just showing. You know, we don't need to meet because we're not going to do nothing. All right. Since we're hedging our bets right now, let's go back to one. HBCU sports relative to Houston, as we talk about. Okay. December 1st, presidents will meet. Does the SWAC office move to Houston? Yes. I hope so. I don't know. Well, I hope so. All right, then that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with that. Okay. Now, I, I definitely hope so, but I believe uh, from everything I heard that uh, all they're waiting is for the presidents to actually do the final vote. Now, but and then it's, it's going to be deal. that it's gonna, that's a yes, or it's going to be yes. like and then they'll stay okay, in Birmingham. Uh, only reason, no, it's essentially a yes. They're moving to Houston. Okay, and now, be downtown. Kind of the back door, but they got to go through the and be down, work. Be downtown. Be downtown. Yeah. Okay. Now, the, that's just when their meet meeting uh, happens to be scheduled for the SWAC championship game week starting at Thursday. So that's okay. just official day to ratify. Yeah. So they're going through all that, then, yeah, it seems like that'd be well, like well, a yes. Then. Well, Doc, let me ask this question then. So it makes sense for a time to announce The, the it, commissioner it, came, came to town. Friday. Unknown to us. Yes, that, that's right. We're saying that loud, too, and I mean literally. Because um, <laughs> I, I don't want to be at 2 or 3, you know, waking up early in the morning, and I turn on TV, and the local news has a snippet, an optic, and the commissioner is in town. And it was on the sad part about it was it was on the day you all had just show. On Tuesday. So Wednesday morning when I thought that's when you I yeah, texted y'all when I did. Yeah. I, was I, was flying, like, I was flying out to Tampa. We had uh so I caught you just, I caught you just, just before you uh sports sociologists. I'm flying out to Tampa, so I'm going on getting this text. So what are you talking about? And trying to give you updates and find out uh while I'm down there is I had two students, uh, Enoch Culliver and Angel Corona present research on Hispanics and Latin American uh, students mm-hmm. uh, playing athletics at HBCU Sports. They did a tremendous job, so I wanted to get that on the table. But go ahead. But, Doc, I still hadn't heard back from the uh, – uh, well, they hadn't got a response. One then. thing that you that I can give you some additional breaking news uh, is the media uh, director for SWAC is actually moving. Jatcher, he's getting a job in the Horizon League, is my understanding. So his last media was, I think, yesterday, actually. Uh, next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, yesterday was last day, or definitely at least next week. But yeah, I saw him down at Prairie View and had got the word a couple of weeks ago, and he confirmed everything and said he's, he's moving forward. So things are changing. Things are changing. What's, here we go again. Like don't remember, don't forget, we, we've had. Since the last time we talked, we've had two presidents, both of them females. Some not very good thing on uh, lady presidents, madam presidents uh, in the SWAC at this point, really across HBCUs. I think it's about four of them last year. So since the last time we talked a couple of weeks ago, you had the resignation of Jackson State's Myers, President Myers mm-hmm. of Jackson State. And then just recently, last week, we've heard that the board has um, asked – for the resignation of the president of Alabama State. Wow. Uh, well, let me let me finish up on the on the uh, on the on the uh, the networks the network partners. Um, I don't think Bozeman will keep his job. If he does, it'll be because of two schools and all that that didn't want anything to happen. The other thing is. The other, th- I didn't mention this because I, I actually talked to him and, and I actually interviewed both Commissioner Resco, uh, the American and Coach, uh, Commissioner McLeod of the, uh, 
Conference USA, myself and, and several other, and we had some some pointed questions, especially I did. Um, of course, <laughs> about you know TV partnership and why those two conferences are the only two conferences that everybody's rating. And when you hear the commissioners speak, they basically tell you the truth. They're the ones that those are the two conferences that have a lot of digital network. They've got their schools. They've got the majority of their schools that are digital ready to uh, broadcast the game at home. Uh, I just saw you just look. Hold, I thought, hold, hold on to it. Uh, <laughs> they can broadcast the game while the play by play and the color person sits in a studio a thousand miles away because you've already you've got ready made uh, arenas. Uh, you got a lot of most of the teams in, the, in those two conferences have new facilities. They're playing on campus. Um, think about it, because Temple was playing uh, at at, at uh, the uh, Eagles uh, in a, a pro stadium instead of on campus. SMU just you know just recently they've upgraded and finally moved back on campus. They were playing in the Cotton Bowl for a while for quite a bit. Um, the one thing that the other thing that they talked about was they have a prepared tendency plan of A, B, C, D, and E. If somebody moves out to go and get somebody to replace that, and they aren't prepared, they aren't sitting by the sidelines and just waiting for it to happen, they've always got somebody that's interested in coming into the conference and all the play to to fill that slot, and whether it just be football only. Uh, or whatever, they're prepared to move on and move forward. And their contract, the, the contracts between those two, uh, those two conferences, they're up a lot sooner than everybody else. Commissioner Resco is getting ready to sit down with ESPN. It's the next week or so. Yeah, nah, to try to to negotiate and get some more money out of them. The uh, mere pittance that ESPN floated them as a brand new league uh, that was on life support. You know, the former Big East. So he's trying to. Uh, renegotiate, get smarter. I think they're gonna, he's going to get some. Yeah, he's going to get an increase, but the question but is just how much, right? But walk it. Hold up. Okay, let me just come at it from this angle. And you are the data doctor, and you know sports business and all those wonderful things. In terms of TV market size, the American has Houston, Memphis, Philly. Orlando, Cincinnati, if you want to toss in the Connecticut stores, Northeast Market, whatever, Mm -hmm. Dallas, not Fort Worth, Dallas. So you compare those of the six cities I named, market-wise, TV market size, compared to the already established Goliath that has Waco, Lubbock, uh, what is it? College Town, USA. Ames, Iowa, wherever Iowa State plays. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kansas, Kansas State, those, those uh, small, Man- Manhattan, smaller cities. Lawrence, yes. In terms of Man- Manhattan and Lawrence, thank you very much. Those smaller, smaller TV markets, Commissioner, Commissioner Resco could say, we have markets 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, whereas they have 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, whatever. I'm just talking about numbers. As a selling selling point 
to the TV networks. So based on those markets, work with me here. We have better markets, better games, more competitive games than other Power 5 conferences. So we believe we deserve a bigger slice of the pie. Do you believe that's the way to go? Oh, I certainly think that's the way to go. I think they have to add in the caveat, and I'm sure he's done his homework, to pull out those numbers in regards to how big those teams are in it, in those particular markets. How, because of the competitive game, that they have driven ratings uh, when their teams are on those given nights. Uh, and you're talking about teams that uh, are willing to play more Thursday night games from Friday night games, I'm sure, uh, which I think that would be something that the networks are definitely interested in, particularly for a league that is pretty uh, competitive and has some teams that has found a way to enter into the conversation uh, of the Power Five. So I think that is certainly the way to go. It'll be intriguing to see what those numbers really are. Uh, the market is very good, but in regards to what are those markets doing in terms of driving uh, ratings would be intriguing to me. I'd be surprised if to, if they're not driving it to some degree. Because we also know, we touched on it in previous podcasts, how the American is really first in line and they're, they're trying this weekend. They had the uh, P6 sticker logos on the helmets of the football teams in the conference, conference members, to uh, get people to start uh, having power six in their conversations nationwide in the media. Mm-hmm. So is Commissioner Resco, he really is trying to beat that drum to get people to consider the American as part of the power conference landscape. We talked about it. New media. The American is the first conference that has a crack at new media dollars. Not sure how it's going to work. We're not sure how they would get Facebook, Google, Amazon, the what? new media to spend money at the conference and how it would work in terms of live streaming or hybrid, whatever. We'll see that, that. But they are the first conference that has the opportunity to tap that potential revenue source. The other thing that happened this year, and and it's, it's my fault that I didn't wasn't paying close enough attention on a weekly basis. That was a, a football game that was totally done on Twitter this year. In a conference? Yes. Conference USA. When Commissioner McLeod mentioned it during, uh, during the interview, or during a basketball media day interview, I was taken aback. And then I kind of like, okay, it's, it's, how did you set that up? How you it, it, uh, and did it go well? What was the numbers that you got behind it? Or were, were they close? Were they good enough for you to kind of like, you know, add something? And she, she told me yes. But she also said something else in the process once, once she finished explaining that. Uh, you'll have to go to AKSV, VCSR, the College Sports Report on YouTube, Commissioner, uh, Judy McLeod, Conference USA, Basketball Media Day, and you'll see the full interview. Um, that every conference in this country has done a lot of scale back across the board. Um, she, 
mention that, you know, budgets are tight now, uh, especially on the football side. The market is not getting set. It's not saturated, not yet at least, but it's getting there because now I, key, I'd uh, be interested. Because in reading in terms how, of how she said it was, what do they mean? Budgets are tight. I just think they're redistributing the money. Well, to other places, they had they let some folks go and brought some folks in. But what what I read that to be was income on the person that was working was far beyond what they wanted to be paying at the time, and they needed to. Scale back, so they scale back by hiring someone. And don't laugh, Doc, because it happens. Hey, <laughs> it happens. I'm not now. laughing the person <laughs> that they scale back. I'm just laughing <laughs> the money gains and the way they try to Co- corporate, to corporate blow, America, blow corporate America, Blair, corporate blow. America, people, corporate America. They do things. I just think they talk Co- corporate America. They know. do things, and uh, uh, it's. it's I, I didn't. I, I didn't face. Well, they they could be, but Doc, I don't have access to the numbers. I don't have access to the books, so I got to take them at work. Well, I know what doesn't make sense. You can't just tell me anything. But don't we have it. numerous schools with billion dollar endowments? But those schools are holding on to that. They not. They not. It's, it, other than the money that's shared uh, through the TV part, uh, through the uh, don't media part. Don't tell me you're poor. Well, don't tell me you having problems, money problems. You hey, hold on to the money then. I that's. And you building continue to build facilities now, and that's true. And paying yeah. coaches three, four, five, six hundred dollars. You're gonna buy buy a coach twenty five million dollars. Twenty five million to move it out. The, the move. Yeah, you got a strings coach making a million dollars. Yeah, whatever. You talk hey, to the wrong. It happens. Person. It happens. You know, these the, the, the schools and all they they put a priority on. Right, on, and on I don't have. Ha- I think you have every right to put on priority you want, but don't try to sell that to me as the budgets are. Tight, and you're trying to hold money, and you're letting people go for this. No, you've decided that you're going to put your money all in football, all in some coaches, or whether it's basketball, and the other folks have to pay the piper because you have created your own top of the market that you want to create your own cap. But outside of that, the rest of what you're talking about. And two things back to the Big 12 with the decision to not expand. They're a dead conference walking. I was told when that TV contract comes up, or just before it does, so this is they where, be, folks will be moving. Yeah. This is where it's interesting. Yeah, and, 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 I mean, and, and I mean, that, and, I'm, and, 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 that, and, and I mean, and I mean, but this is what people want to know. Where do you think they're going? I think uh, you, you oh, make no, a great see, point of why. The, no, no, here's the irony of it all. Yeah, and I don't know. I'm not going to toss. I don't know who, the schools good. you were referencing yeah. who, who decided not to vote. Well, we're going to vote to expand it all. But here's an irony is we know for a certain a fact that Texas and Oklahoma will be part of the Super Conference. Four Conference. We know that. I agree. Now the other eight need to figure something out. Need to figure something out. Because as long as, and this is a big, big ass if too, as long as U of H continues to build and find a way to hold on, you know, do their part. And that's basically what they get, they're going to have to do. They will get chosen for a membership in that Super 4 ahead of Iowa State or Kansas State or Texas Tech. And that's the true. reason behind that is because their market value would be a lot stronger. Thank you. 
And that's why they need to keep going. Now, mind you, folks, it's, it's, so, like yourself, it's some people going to be upset. So you believe Texas and Oklahoma are gone? Yeah. So where are they going? That is, are they splitting it, or are they going together? No, they split because they'll get offered elsewhere. They'll, they'll go their, their separate ways. So Texas to the Pac-12, Big Ten, Oklahoma to the SEC? Most likely. I, I, don't, I, I don't see. I, I Who can't. else is the SEC? Uh, probably Oklahoma State. Mm. And, and the only reason I say that is because. Who do you think? Well, like do you said, believe, but, but, do you agree that but, uh, Texas and Oklahoma are not going together? Yes, I do believe that. Yes, they're splitting. Yes, and so Oklahoma, you say, is going where? SEC, I mean, just, SEC, SEC right now. Yeah, I just don't believe in Texas that going to Pac twelve. Oklahoma State is going to hold on to that belt loop. Right. I don't believe that. I don't believe Oklahoma will extend the belt loop. Oklahoma right. State will grab it, no question. I'm not sure Oklahoma will say, oh, yeah, I'll grab on my belly but come with I'm not sure about that. So, I mean, it's that not, now, I will say this. I will SEC say this. It's not, a, it's not a package who's deal. Who's the 16? Yeah. Who's the 16th it, school it's, going to the Like SEC. I said, that's, you know, I don't know. Because part of me, hell, I was wrong about the expansion. I had numerous, numerous folks tell me it was a, it was going to happen. Yeah. So well, I don't was. know. It was going to happen. Well, that was prior to the television folks. So but, I mean, I don't. Any, but, nobody you know, knew the television. Based on I mean, based on quotes and stuff. Yeah. You could toss a little carrot out there and say, "You're basically going to end up in the Big Ten if they become a member of the AAU." Gotcha. And and, and that and, that's that's a big one. And, and that's a goal that, that, that the president has set. So you basically a member of the AAU. If you can move into the AAU. That, that yeah, you you have a better chance. You got back twelve, big ten. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So you, she, you can make she that. Has, move. She has been quoted. It becomes reality. That's yeah. that's a yeah. goal of hers to get the University of Houston in, as and, a member of. And the, she, and, I would like to give President Couture a lot of credit when it comes to so that, that getting, getting, getting that research that situation turned around. Texas and U of H go to the to oh. the big ten, and we're talking eight years from now. Well, it's, it's four. No, we're talking five years. Well, the Grand Rice was where the Longhorns deal. No, because that, cause one, well, on the end, when negotiations will begin before the eight years. Well, and that will start in 18. So I was start at, yeah. at, in 18 because uh, somebody, one of the commissioners mentioned about that uh, when, when that contract is up. And That's no, the Americans no, deal ends like 18, 19. No, no, I'm talking about with, with, with the Big 12. In, the, in that situation with with their contract, uh, mm. it yeah, the start negotiation for that is like eighteen. Interest. Uh, and twenty is when the whole thing kind of like falls apart because that's when <laughs> the, cause that's, no, cause that's when the Longhorn deal network deal with ESPN is up. So they've got four more years on that that situation to like put money in their pocket, and that, nobody's gonna care after that. Because remember, what it, it, it all falls back to if Oklahoma and UT are rolling, the rest of them don't care because they know that's a cash cap. couple things. Fascinating. Because one, I, one I, close, is I, close I, to I, your heart. Which one? Uh, let's hold that thought. Be patient. Because it, 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 it was put on Twitter that it was, it's been official. I'll get to that in a second. But one of our colleagues... Uh, tweeted out Joseph Duarte from the Chronicle 
said that Coach Herman stated that for the UCF game, the uh, student section, which is about 5,000 uh, seats for the student section, only had 900 people in it. That's true. Students. That's true. It wasn't about that. No, 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 no. I don't doubt it. <laughs> the, the game. I don't was, know what was going on. The, the game was at was 11 o'clock start, right? Yeah. 11 o'clock at night? No, no, in the morning. 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. Wasn't this the same week that uh, the rumor was circulating that his ass was gone? And? Right? No, 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 no. Yes. He, he, all he had to say right now is, I'm staying. That's all he had to say. That's all he had to say. I'm staying. Okay, I'm listening. I'm in listening. the background, he could, we all know his agent's doing his work for him. That's fine. But all he had to say was, I'm not going anywhere. Coming off a butt whooping that his mouth could not cast to SMU because he said some words that Chad Morris and SMU put on a bulletin board about the team of 45 playing for what kind of bowls? He said those words. Well, and his team laid a big ostrich sized egg up there in Dallas against SMU. So for him to say and talk about the sparse crowd of student section after getting drubbed. And the conference title's gone. The big bowl's gone. What the hell do you expect? Well, I agree. You know, it's some some folks get a little too carried away with themselves. See, he, thank you. He's 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 fully himself. He's he was smelling himself a lot until Navy. What well, I knew beat that, him, and then that's you routed them. I, I knew I knew Navy was going to and he's, that he's, was he's become that's a little right. bit more. Humble since he got his head handed to him twice in conference, which, yeah. is, which is good. He's still a young man. He has time to grow and develop. But sometimes you just need to be quiet and get get your job done on the football field or the basketball court, wherever your, your sport is. Because those hard practices, you got all these concussions in your football players now. Because you're practicing too hard in practice, you got guys sitting out. He still has kind of skated by with the fight. We had one of your players get a broken orbital bone. What the hell kind of fight was that? Mm. He said players being players, boys being boys. That kind of went under the radar there for a while. Surgery wasn't announced for, for like two weeks. Oh, he mentioned it in a, uh, in, uh, in a Monday wow. media deal. Oh, yeah, it was mentioned, but we're not sure we're going to have surgery for him yet. And then two weeks later, yeah, he's going to have surgery to be out for a while. Very little talk about. Very little mention of that fight, that scuffle. Well, you know, things get had. Brothers have fights. Brothers get scuffled. Brothers get involved. I don't know too many times. I never had no fr- friends break my orbital <laughs> bone. Yeah, I don't need those friends. I don't yeah. need those friends. See, all this talk, all this stuff, he was, Tom Herman was God. Started losing a little bit. The shine started coming off of him. You got some alums starting. Wait a minute. Well, maybe Tom isn't isn't the be all end all perfect person we thought he was. Well, no stuff. Really? Yeah, you know. He caught lighting in a bottle. Last last season was awesome, spectacular. But if listen to these podcasts, we told you this season they could be good and still not win thirteen games. That's right. Tough sketch. And th- and that's what's happened. You got injuries, a crappy offensive line, injuries, some discipline problems. Very little mention of Stephen Taylor being out for that game against Navy. 
That's a that's a huge loss. Mm-hmm. So all these things. That's why I said at the beginning of the podcast, I am a graduate of the University of Houston, not the University of Tom Herman. And you're writing a check. And I will continue to spend my money at the University of Houston, you're whether he stays or goes. And as you stated, he may have a, a few million dollar reasons to go up to 90 and do all he wants to do up there on the 40 acres. If he does that, go ahead. Good luck to you. And at some point, you got to just stay claiming, I'm going to stay at this school, this school. You've basically done everything that man wanted. Give him the money, building facilities, doing all these things. And yet he's still coming out with, well, you know, I'm not so sure about this. We got these kind of problems. He ain't been in two years. I'm listening. But are they listening now? That's up to him. Because you got still, you still have some alums that are going to spend the money and write the checks because they think they can't do any better. Well. Our brows left. Oh, no. It's all over. Oh, yeah. no. What are we going to do now? You sure? Some are left. Oh, no. What the hell are we going to do now? Then they made a rush hire. Hired Tony Levine. Nice guy. He's not a head coach on this level. Really nice, yeah. And, and, he, and what to do? But he didn't lead the covered band now. And thank you. And, and, because and, and I'm going to say who, something. Who did Tom Herman win, win with? What players did he win with last year? He won with the Tony Levine's cut player. I'm going to say something to you. And I said it then, and I'm going to say it now because I'm fixing to start talking about the other folks on the other, other side of Main Street. <laughs> don't be too quick to be running off somebody when you don't have a replacement. A, someone better. And I mean a replacement. That's somebody that can win with the players that's there because you are you already coming in behind our eight ball when it comes to recruiting. You got the whole owner of that recruiting class that's there. That's sitting out there waiting. If you can't convince them to stay, you are looking for a long season, a long one. Trust me. And that becomes a what problem? That becomes a you problem. problem. Now, my friends, y'all went going y'all go online and every week at a rice game to the point that you have gotten under the skin of the AD and the president. I'm gonna say it just like that. Literally, because for an AD and a president to say, I don't get it. How can you, in the middle of a season, say, we need to be running off the football coach? Now, mind you, friends of the Prairie View, Doc, you got to ask them, because they'll tell you, folks, was, the day when they, when they had homecoming, every, every uh, graduate class, certain year, was responsible for giving that year. Less than 30, less, well, I take that, take that back. Let me say this correctly. Less than 40% average on the giving side. Doc, there was a lot of checks. There was six figures and seven. One was close to eight. That scared me. Now, mind you, that's an old rice our group. But they had it to give. Don't be too quick to run off somebody at that particular school because if you don't find the right person there, you go back to a lot of bad years. And as I mean, a lot of bad years. And you've seen them. And I've seen them. I mean, I've seen them. I've watched it and over two years in a row over there. He trying to run off the man? Trying to. Doc, they were ready to run him off in the middle of the, uh, after the fifth game. Then to the point that the AD had to actually answer that, it's, it's put an answer to that 
in the paper. An article. You can go on to go on crime.com and find it. This wrote up. He talked to the kid. He talked to him. I mean, it's, it's, it's they they have lost actually they've lost their mind. Exactly. Because it's easier for you to better change. you have said it than me. Oh, because cause they know better to walk up on me. They know better. Because <laughs> I'm going to ask them a question and say, I know you're giving, but when was the last time you had saw the solution around here? Because that school is a totally different animal when you're recruiting. You got to turn in a list up front before you're allowed to go and make a recruit. Make a recruit visit <laughs> or a contact. You just don't arbitrarily say, hey, Kenyatta Cavill, Chris Gardner. And that I'm list just, has, to, has to have the, the, oh, yeah. the grades. It's got to have everything on all, there. All everything on there. And it's got to be up to date. And it's got, then you definitely got to have, have, have gone through the, uh, uh, the Rice Isle Clearinghouse. Yes. Not, not the NC2A well, yeah, Clearinghouse. That's, that's different. And that's different. You are carried like a student on campus. There are no no uh, athletic dorms. You staying in colleges. That means your roommate could be a f- kid from Europe, and you're a football player or a basketball player or soccer. You stand with somebody that uh, is not that's brand new to your sport, and you are dealing with somebody that's from a totally different culture. Now it, it may be a, a dual language, and you know, uh, uh, that'll get solved real quick. But don't ever forget. Interesting. To, to run off somebody at that school that's coaching? Sure right. Sure right. That's not an easy thing to do because you don't have a replacement. Remember now, everybody else that, that left, they left an upgrade. Wildcat. It, and it's going to be a while before you find a team manager to come over there and, uh, as a head coach and move over. I don't know what the pay scale is because it's a private school and doc, you can answer that better than I can. You know, numbers that you see in the paper, you know, you're not both know that's, that's not true. At a public school, you can pretty much figure out, you know, what they get just by it being a, uh, a, a state school. But at a private institution, it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard. No, it's not kind of hard. It's, it's really hard. Particularly the more that that private institution decides to adhere to their academic framing. The truth is a lot of schools over the years have got away from that. And one thing that I can appreciate about Rice is that they're true to that. Oh, yeah. Now, it's, it's without a doubt. It hurts them in terms of the number of athletes they can get and – then it is exacerbated from the framework that they're not in a power five school. So you can't sell right. the academics with high level football, not like Stanford, Stanford or Northwestern right. or even Duke, Wake Forest, uh, to name some Vanderbilt. other. Vanderbilt, to name yeah. some other. Especially and Vanderbilt. Notice I purposely didn't go with the Big 12 private right. institutions oh. because, in terms of ranking, Compared to yeah. other ones, they're not there. No. They are private institutions, but they're not ranked academically no. in the same framework of no. those other institutions I named. Go ahead. Wildcat. Doc. Mark Berman tweeted, San Jack College Board voted unanimously 9-zip to discontinue men's and women's hoops, men's soccer, and women's volleyball effective May San Jack? 2018. Hold on. Wow. Hold on. Uh, 
That's huge. And the reason I, the reason it's huge, especially on men's soccer, that team has won a national championship. And I'm talking all about those programs that same Jack. No, but I'm talking about the small, soccer program is not that it's not that old. Something had to had to transpire, and it can, it can't be about money. Because I know the school is they they're bringing in they they're getting some some funding. No, no, it said it was it's a Chronicle article last week said it was about money. Well, something else didn't happen because either they don't have the, they don't have the student uh, uh, body coming in as large as much as they say they do. And I and I will admit to this: I hadn't seen marketing advertising like I normally do this this football season because they normally can sponsor you know. Uh, they advertise sponsorship during college. You know, yeah, somebody I, else's, uh, read a statement game. from Sanders. Yeah, I think you have to dig into that a little more. It's just San Jacinto College has a long tradition. This is from the school. Okay. Release. San Jacinto College has, has a long tradition of achievement, both in the classroom and on the athletic fields and courts, with a laser focus on student success. Once dubbed, quote, Harvard on the highway, end quote, the reputation of San Jacinto College is well known as demonstrated by being named one of the 10 finalists for the prestigious 2017 Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence. In order to keep this focus, the Board of Trustees has made the difficult decision to discontinue competitive athletic programs in men's and women's basketball, men's volleyball, and men's soccer, women's volleyball, and men's soccer, effective May 2018. The decision was made official this evening, November 7th, 2016, at the regular meeting of the San Jacinto College Board of Trustees. The college will continue to offer National Union College Athletic Association competitive athletics in baseball and softball. Quote, This was an extremely difficult decision, said Mr. Dan Mims, chairman of the Board of Trustees. For the last 10 years, the board has been having difficult discussions around athletics and facilities. The board is charged with being fiscally responsible and good stewards of taxpayer dollars. Because student success is a core value at San Jacinto College, we need to remain true to our mission around student success and focus our resources on programs and initiatives that impact the broader student body. End quote. Um, These issues have been discussed for nearly a decade at the college through facilities planning, which determines current and future needs. As the 2015 bond referendum was under consideration, critical facility and infrastructure needs were identified and prioritized. Most recently, it was determined that the gymnasiums on each campus require significant capital improvements, and specifically, the central campus facility needed a major renovation or to be entirely rebuilt in order to accommodate the competitive athletic programs. While the athletic programs have had many successes, the priority needs to be on the broader student population's educational goals and, will have the, and what will have the most impact on that broader population. In addition, college also considers operating costs for six highly competitive athletic programs and determined that these costs were not sustainable for the long term. Over the more than 50-year history of San Jacinto College Athletics, hundreds of student-athletes have participated transferring to four-year universities and colleges on athletic and academic scholarships and moving into the ranks of professional athletes. To date, San Jacinto College has won 12 national championships and has 17 national runner-up finishes. That's it. 
Now, last week, the Chronicle had uh, uh, part uh, of the article was the reason the baseball was being kept was because Andy Pettit made a, wrote a check for renovation, whatever, for the, for the baseball field. Roger's going to probably write, write another one because both of them were dying at the same time. Right. So that's a key factor in why baseball is 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 still still exists. Will still will continue. So the money's not Man. there. Man. Oh. I wonder how that will play out against the other Ducos now that have not been as much successful. Uh, will this be a trend now? And see, they have they, at the at the South Campus that's over on Beamer. They've got a new a new gym. And that gym is, is, is less than 10 years old. It's a good facility. Because uh, that's where the softball team and that's where the men's soccer team plays at. Real quick, uh, real quick, uh, um, Saturday and Sunday, I saw U of H men's and women's basketball teams. What did you see? In the exhibition games, uh, U of H men defeated North Pembroke. Carolina Pembroke 94-67. Um uh, I saw some good things. You know, I wasn't overly impressed with Pembroke. Pembroke, especially Pembroke, played Friday night in North Carolina against the Tar Heels and lost by a whole lot more than 27 points like it did the U of H. Well, when it's against your lump, man, you, it wants to get your, your But, you know, Coach Sampson was part of, uh, he's a Pembroke product, et cetera, you know, and all those things. But I think the offense looked pretty good. I had do have some concerns personally about backup point guard position after Galen Robinson Jr. Coach Champion said post game you can go to my YouTube channel Houston Round Barview on YouTube to see the post game interview that uh, Rob Gray Rob Gray Jr. is a backup point guard behind uh, Galen. So you know Rob is a scorer. He's mm-hmm. he's not really a distributor. So we'll see how that plays out. But I think the Cougars will be good this year. Tournament? I'm still not convinced it'll be an NCAA tournament. NIT tournament I would accept because the non-conference schedule is still not there yet. Not there yet. Especially when you, if you want to draw local interest. Certainly. You know, and I, I, I just think, that, you know. And, without a doubt. And I will continue d- demanding, praying, whatever <laughs> for... <laughs> U of A to schedule TSU, you know, year in, year out, whatever you want to call it, take a year off, whatever. But U of A and TSU men's basketball should be on the schedule every year. And I know, and I know the reasons why the U of A won't because they're afraid to lose. Hell, don't lose. You know, get so good there won't be a problem. But you're not there yet, and I understand that. But that's what kind of problem? That's a you problem. problem. So you problem. So in Sunday, women's team, Coach Huey squad, the freshmen got some good freshmen. They got some talent over there now. But got they got to grow. Guards. They got to grow. They got some talent. They got to grow. They're not they great shooters though. Well, they I get after that on defense. I, I, I mean, I they will. They're going to turn that. over some folks, put pressure on them, and and run. They got. They going to throw if it up. They don't score in transition. It's going to be a hard time of scoring in, in half court because are they are throwing have, it up or shooting it up. What they have one. They are throwing it up. They have one <laughs> three-point shooter. Yeah, I asked that question for a reason, Mitchell. man. They have one three-point shooter, and if Mariah's struggling, they're gonna struggle to shoot from the outside. But, but uh, they get after it. They can go eight to ten deep, 
because of their pressure and type of defense that Coach Huey wants to play. So, but the pieces are starting to get there. They have talent now in the, in the younger core. So that's okay. a good foundation to build upon. Women's basketball starts. Rice women uh, won their scrimmage game on Friday, but Rice and Prairie View women tip off the season this Friday, November 11th, to the field house. I'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. To see uh, who wins between uh, Come on back, TV now. and, and Come on. Rice. It's nice to see um, Rice play local area schools. But I digress. I won't go into any more of that <laughs> stuff. Um, you know. Well, but uh, if you've I, played Prairie View once in a while, I mean, it, I did get a response. I did get a response from one person. Uh, I asked another Texas uh, person about scheduling a game with TSU, and uh, she said, uh, "We'll see." I said, "Okay, you gonna make the phone call? Damn, I'm gonna have to kind of like put this together." And uh, she said, "All right." So, but you have to me and tip off their season this Friday as well. Home game against Morgan State, seven p.m. tip off. I'll be at Rice because it's Rice Prairie View. See both local teams play on the women's side. So take care of that. I'm looking forward to what uh, Norwegian State is going to look like this year. Um, Why is that, sir? And that's because they lost the point guard uh, again. He blew out uh, an e, uh, a knee. And the, uh, the other point guard that was there last year, he finally he graduated. And, uh, is that the only reason why you want to? Well, you know, it's not the only reason. I'm just mentioning that what's because the, I don't yeah, just I don't reason? want to be uh, just throwing it out there. But he he got to go to work. Who's that? Who's he? Uh, uh, Ezekiel Woodley. He's, what's his, what's, that, what's that last name again? Zeke Woodley. He yeah. he's got to go to work. In, in relation? Yeah, he's related, <laughs> but he's got to go to work. He got to show. He got to show you Woodley. He got to go. He got to go to work. <laughs> he's got to go to work. And he got he to go. He he has to go to work because it's time now. And Northwestern State comes to the Field House on December nineteenth to no. play the Owls. And I'll give kudos to a colleague, John Royal. He and I are going to help each other out. John is going to write on my men's who's blog. He's going to cover the Rice men's basketball uh, games when he can and, and do write ups for me. He uh, was at uh, Tudor on Saturday when the Owls defeated Our Lady of the Lake in ex- exhibition game. So uh, you can go to my men's who's blog and see John's uh, game summary on that. Well done. So we're going to try to do that a few more times this season. Hopefully when his schedule permits, he'll uh, do some games for me at at Rice while I'll be at either Rockets or U of H. Keep in mind, U of H, TSU (laughs) plays Rice. Let me say it one more time. TSU plays Rice Uh, on November 16th at Tudor Fieldhouse. One more time. Texas Southern plays Rice, not U of H. Texas Southern plays Rice here in town on November sixteenth. But yeah, so you know, I mean, at least one of them ain't, ain't afraid to play TSU. Yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. At least one of them ain't afraid to play TSU in Coach Davis's squad. Wrap it up, sir. How can folks find you, Wildcat? You can find me online, uh, as I mentioned previously, at YouTube, uh, SoundCloud, and Blogger at AKSV. ZCSR, the College Sports Report, Facebook, Twitter, TweetDeck, at uh, Jerry L. Woodley Jr., J.L. Woodley 1. And by the way, as I finish up, and this will be my, I think this will be my last comment of the night, hopefully, the NC2A Men's College Cup, Men's Division One Soccer, 
will be headed to town to Houston, Texas, to BBVA Stadium, Friday, December the 9th, Sunday, December the 11th. That will be a youth showcase scheduled for, let's see, the 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19 and under kids. That will be, the tournament will be held over at the uh, sports park. Complex, which is where the, the Dynamo practice facility is, off of Kirby, South Kirby, and Airport. I think that's what that is. Uh, between Reed Road and 288. I mean, not Reed Road. Uh, Alabama, uh, Alameda, and 288. You can't miss it. It's the only place over there with lights. And I want to thank you for your time this evening, fellas. Doc, it's been good. Thank you, sir. Certainly, yeah. I'd like I'd like to be a part of that. I think I'll be attending that with you. It'd be some good soccer to watch. Oh yeah. You can catch me on the social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Doctor Kenyatta Cavill. D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. That's D R K E N Y A T T A C A V I L. You can catch me weekly uh, on KSH. Uh, that is 97, 97.2, if you would, in regards to KKBQ. Uh, you can best is to go to your TuneIn app and catch it on the phone. Just type in KSH. You can also check it out live on Sound. I mean, in terms of SoundCloud, if you can't catch it live, I should say. You can catch it on SoundCloud. That's Dr. Ville's Inside the HBC Sports Lab. A couple other things I want to talk about. Uh, Big Ben Awards is coming up November 30th. You can go to THG-Agency.com, click on Big Ben Awards, and you can get your tickets uh, to the banquet dinner. Uh, those will be available. Really excited about that event. We also have added the golf tournament for those golfers out here. Go ahead. You can get a, a reduction if you do – all four players sign up as a foursome, and we also have it as individuals, and we'll put you in a group. So, again, you can go to Big Million and click on the uh, sales registration, if you would, and click on HBCU Athletic Research Conference, and you can register for uh, the Golf Classic the Tournament. Or if you want to come to the conference, you can register for that. The conference is on December 1st and 2nd, and that is at the Crown Plaza just like the Big Ben Award, HBCU Football Award event will be held at the Crown Plaza NRG Hotel that Wednesday evening. That's pretty much about all I have here. You can go get your HBCU sports reports at THGAgency.com as well. Uh, excited as we're talking about uh, launching the Masters of Science and Sports Studies and Sports Leadership. That will start this fall, so... A lot of things are going on, and that's one of the reasons outside of Chris uh, not feeling as well that uh, I, you hadn't heard from us. We have been putting in the work, yeah. getting things done, and so we're getting yeah. the updates, and we'll be back to season in transition. And then when they crossing over like that between basketball and football, uh, oh yeah, it's going to be. I'm on the road. I'm really excited about the basketball season, so I'm really excited about hearing a lot about Chris's input as he takes his. Next yeah, that's where he stands place out. during the basketball season. Right, Ooh. because I am starting this season. I am going to be a voter for the uh, a new poll being started by one of our colleagues, uh, Cheryl Coward, 
hoop feed is starting a top 25 women's college basketball poll. Oh, okay. And I'm going to be a voter right. for that. Well deserved. Looking forward to that. The first poll comes out November 22nd. And November 22nd is also important for us locally because Notre Dame Fighting Irish comes to Campbell Center to okay. face Louisiana Lafayette. Notre Dame is number one in a preseason poll, an AP poll. Of course, we have Notre Dame. So we're going to have the number one team right here in, yes. in our backyard? Assuming they win their games prior to prior that. To that yes. yes. Brown Turner from Manville High School is coming home, homecoming game. Campbell Center, tickets are on sale. You can, you can go to HoustonBrownBarView.com, go to Women's Hoops blog, get some more information for about tickets. Coach Muscle McGraw will be on one of our colleagues, Jim Hicks' show, uh, November 16th, uh, then the 12th, noon hour. Have a segment with Coach McGraw and uh, Chris Walker and, and Jimmy Hicks. So she'll be on with them. Ralph Cooper is already uh, missing the game as well. <coughs> there will be an interview, an article in The Defender by uh, Max Edison. He interviewed Brianna Turner, so look forward to that. And I do believe another paper will be also covering the game. So Notre Dame, Fighting Irish coming to town. Looking forward to it. It's not. It's good to see a, a number one team that ain't UConn uh, come to town because UConn comes every other year. So we got somebody else coming that's number one playing a basketball game at Campbell Center. It should be a lot of fun to watch that. Should be lots of Notre Dame fans in the building. Attendance yeah. will be much more than the other local teams here in town. Draw. They I'm are sure. who they are. Because, like I said, it's not every day you, you got uh, great, <coughs> as we call it, greatness coming to town. And one more thing. I'm going to throw some more rocks. I'm throw some rocks today. I'm going to throw another rock. South Carolina Gamecocks, Dawn Staley. Kudos to her. I got retweets. For tweeting this to her, acknowledging her success, what she's done, <coughs> she and the Gamecocks have done with in the community at, at South Carolina. Nine thousand season tickets sold. Wow, nine thousand. That's that's down from recent seasons for them. Nine thousand. That's gar- that's guaranteed. That's guaranteed money. Him my rocks. That nine thousand season tickets sold will be more. Then UH, Rice, TSU, and PV together combined. Sam Houston State. 9,000. Yes, no question. So, administration, if you do care anything about women's basketball, forgot about them. It can be done. Forgot about HBU too. Yeah. If you care anything about women's college basketball on your campus, show me. Promote it. Get in the community. Sell your product. Promote your product. Promote your student athletes. It can be done. 9,000 season tickets sold. 9,000. Some of y'all won't get 9,000 fans all year. (laughs) That's right. Most of y'all won't get 9,000 fans all year. That's true. I am Chris Gardner of Houston Round Bar View. Catch me at HoustonRoundBarView.com. You can try to check out the KG Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. We did a little uh, Facebook Live segment earlier. You can go to the Facebook page, KG the Fifth Ward Wildcat and Doc for that. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your time. And listeners, trust and believe 
We have already, already made plans to attend the Women's Final Four in Dallas 2017. Yeah. Yes. We'll be doing a podcast from there. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. So look forward to that. We stand close by. And we're going to have some fun this season. We're <laughs> going to get Doc. He has some time squeezing in his busy schedule. Do a little bit more women's college basketball locally. So, like I said, it's going to be a good year for us. Thank you very much for your time, fellas. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your insight. Thank you for your knowledge. We're going to wrap it up as I always do. In conclusion, be true, be cool, and do more.